Welcome to the 381st consecutive week of Cinema PsyOps. I'm your host, Court, the guy coming to you alive with a hemp-derived legal high. And joining me all the way across the city of Omaha in this underground studio bunker is my co-host, Matt. You're so terrible. I can't believe you're doing that kind of stuff. <laughs> Where'd you learn that? Where'd you learn how to do that kind of stuff? I learned it by watching my dad. Oh, well, well, there you go. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Except when he did it, it wasn't legally derived. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. It was quite illegally derived. <laughs> and in another state where it is legal now. So if you choose yeah. to, you can you can do it there too. So you, you yeah. can do it there as well. It's fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. I'm sure we're all doing perfect here. <laughs> That's why I always qualify it with a hemp derived legal high because it is a hemp derived high that I'm getting. Yeah. <laughs> nowhere so near as shut good up. As, nowhere near as good as the actual fucking high you can get from actual fucking weed, but it's close enough. It's close. <laughs> it's yeah. it's fine. It just doesn't last as it's, long. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's legally derived. Quit asking questions, you fucking yeah, narcs. What? Jesus Christ. <laughs> what are you, the cops? <laughs> uh, so, still, no one has asked for a Steam code yet. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> People don't want free shit. They hate it. <laughs> Just fucking write it in the group. Like, I want the Steam yeah. code. That's, you know, yeah. whatever. We'll give you a Steam code. <laughs> <laughs> First come, first serve. Um, it's not It's not that fucking hard. Yeah. I mean, if you don't want a Steam code, if you're not a video game crowd, then I guess you're not a video game crowd. But, like, there are no strings attached to this. Yeah. You, you say you want the fucking Steam code, and I'll make it happen with Kevin. That's all we have to do, folks. Yeah, it's not that hard. <laughs> Even Matt could get one. All he has to do is ask. <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm not doing that. That sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> One of these days, Kevin's just going to reach out to you and be like, what do you want? And you still yeah. won't answer him because it's like yeah, all the anxiety. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's how life is for me. <laughs> all right, we might as well just get into the episode proper here. We're talking yeah. Mad Doctor of Blood Island this week, also 1968. Now, yes, I know where everybody's going to come at me. So last week I said 1965. I was giving the movie way too much credit. It was released in 1968. Oh, okay. Same year as this movie, Mad Doctor of Blood Island. And I'm just going to say all of the things that I was complaining about in the last movie that we're making it hard to enjoy the last film has yeah. sort of been addressed in this movie in a way that made me really dig it a lot more yeah this movie wasn't half bad uh for for an early gore movie yeah it's fucking driving trash fodder of the day that's exactly what it yeah. was shot to be yes. and that's exactly what it's intended to be but like it's of a higher quality of that this yeah. is like compared to last week's movie all the grimy stuff that we didn't like that made it like into the roughy territory for the sexuality i mean yeah. that's removed and all the sexuality in this for the most part is like voluntary and consensual and yeah. okay to see the nudity there's some scenes where it's kind of questionable and we'll dig into that when we get in there but yeah. uh, mad doctor of blood island is the one i would probably recommend for more people to watch the over brides of blood i would agree i would agree <laughs> awesome well i guess there's no reason to review the movie yeah. you did all that work for nothing oh fucking great <laughs> asshole yeah <laughs> all right well everybody have a great week we'll talk to you next week yeah, all right fuck it Ah, 
we may as well do it. Yeah, we should probably do the episode. <laughs> Let's just do the fucking episode. That's enough of your playful banter, motherfucker. Let's go. <laughs> All right, so this week, because it's Mad Doctor of Blood Island, uh, every song has something to do with being mad, whether you're angry mad or mad as in if you're crazy or just says the word mad in the title and then maybe it's even just, the it's chorus. Mad. <laughs> it's just mad. It's That's a mad it. world. Well, I was going to choose that one, but then I decided that I felt it was way too depressing and I have enough yeah. stuff about being mad and yeah, that, depressing here anyway. That song is just, you don't feel good when you listen to that song. <laughs> right. So this week we're going to do uh, Tom Waits Up first with We're All Mad Here. But before that, we're going to play the Kevin intro that'll tell you how you can get another Patreon uh, giveaway for a Steam code, which nobody seems to want. And <laughs> Legion's Patreon ad will <laughs> We'll be playing after that. When we come back, we will talk about Mad Doctor of Blood Island. Hey everyone, this is Kevin. As many of you probably have heard, Bo will be heading back to school to become a teacher. Congratulations, Bo. As such, I'll be taking over the reins, managing, and spreading the good word of Legion Podcast. To kickstart things off, as an added thank you for patrons, Legion plans to have Steam Code giveaways for current Patreon backers. A random person will be picked from the Patreon and the winners can choose from the available Steam codes. Thank you so much for supporting Legion Podcast. You can reach me on Twitter or the Legion Discord group. My username is at LonelyBob. See you around. This will keep it quiet. Oh, hi there. I didn't see you. You call me cutting a new show. I'm Bo Ransdell, and I'm one of the many creators you can find on Legion Podcasts. I said quiet! My fellow podcasters and I work hard to bring you the best in horror podcasting, but that comes at a cost. What's that like to live deliciously? Not that, but also, yes. No, what I'm getting at is that there are server costs, costs for good microphones and software for editing... All the things that make our shows, you know, fun to listen to. And you can help. If you're enjoying the shows on legionpodcasts.com or in the Legion Network available on iTunes and Stitcher, just about anywhere you can download a podcast, really, you can help us out and get a little something for your trouble at patreon.com forward slash legionpodcasts. For just two bucks a month, you get a pair of movie commentaries exclusive to Patreon, and for five dollars, you can also join us for a monthly screening of a movie. All of that available on patreon.com forward slash legion podcasts. We appreciate it, and thank you for listening. Now, back to the cutting room.
I think a lot of people are going to fall into one or two categories here. Yeah. There's going to be people that be like, that was really fucking weird. I need to hear more of that. Yeah, yeah, right. And then the other person is going to be, that was too fucking weird, Court. Please don't ever play that on what, the show what, again. What, what the fuck have you done? <laughs> right. Like, what is What'd going you on? do to my ears just now? It's weird. <laughs> right. It's not good. <laughs> Some of us enjoy Tom Waits when we know who he is. And those of you that didn't know who Tom Waits before hearing it on the show, which I doubt there's many people that yeah, don't know I mean, who Tom Waits is. Yeah, listen, I, even I know who Tom Waits is. So. <laughs> right, and you know jack shit about music. Exactly. But what you do know how to do is review a movie like Mad Doctor of Blood Island. I, I, I don't even know if that's all the way true. But anyway, we'll give it a shot. Yeah, Mad Doctor not? of Blood Island. First 20 minutes, uh, well, we open up and it's our first clip. It fucking a better bin. <laughs> the green blood potion has been known to passionately affect some people after drinking it. Others experience a feeling of the supernatural conscience entering their beings. Get your samples of the green blood potion ready and recite the oath of Dr. Lorca aloud with me before drinking of the green blood. I, a living, breathing creature of the cosmic entity, am now ready to enter the realm of those chosen to be allowed to drink of the mystic emerald fluids herein offered. I join the order of green blood with an open mind and through this liquid's powers I'm now prepared to safely view the unnatural green-blooded ones without fear of contamination. Now, drink your sample of green blood and it is guaranteed that you can never turn into a green-blooded monster. <laughs> Something about that doesn't seem right, but okay. Yeah, I know. It's just, uh, it seems off, but whatever. It's not, uh... It's not for us to judge. Please take this so, Mount Hallucinogen, the creators of the film, and, and, like you to and be by the way, when, before watching When you're movie. watching it, all these kids who are taking these drinks are all started like an orgy after they take these drinks. So, I mean, there you go. There's that, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, any excuse to have an orgy, right? I mean, that's what I thought. So, <laughs> <laughs> Clip, by the way. Clip. Yeah, yeah. Clip. All, all clips. <laughs> Um, anyway, we see this uh, naked lady. Uh, she's uh, kind of just enjoying herself, and she is killed by a green man. So that's uh, that's hardcore. He's a muck uh, monster. Yeah, it's a muck monster, but I just call him green man. Uh, then we cut to a boat full of people, and uh, you know what? Fuck it. There's introductions, so that's our next clip. That a boy. I don't have any dock there, so we'll probably have to go ashore in some native fishing boat. I just can't understand what my father would be doing in Come here to get her off the island, huh? 
Well, if I can persuade her, yeah. Well, if I were you, I'd do it. But if necessary, I'd drag her aboard. Why? Because the island's a pest hole. A jinx. People from the other islands say there's a curse on it. Surely that's nonsense. Is it? About six months ago, we found a native drifting in a bamboo raft about three miles inland from here. When we finally got him aboard, he was half conscious, so we tried to revive him. He turned into a raving lunatic. He killed one of my men before I finally got a bullet into him. What happened to him? He jumped overboard. It was right after sunset, and we couldn't find a trace of him. But before he jumped, he bled a lot on deck. His blood was green. Green. I know what you're thinking. But I scraped the sample off, and I took it to the government on the mainland. They've sent a man here to investigate. Uh, as the boat pulls up, we see this drunk guy getting waking up that a boat's coming in. Um, uh, everyone gets off. A homecoming guy, he uh, he gets taken to his mom. Uh, the lady and the doctor who are on the boat, they find her drunk dad all passed out on the beach. Um, like, pretty much he, right away, he's running from people and passed out on the beach at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's not doing... He, he looks like me on vacation. Um, <laughs> or any other day or any other day. Well, I mean, but I can't, I don't pass out on a beach any other day. You know, <laughs> right. You'd have to be that's, on vacation to pass out on a yeah, beach. Usually that's, uh, those are special times. Um, <laughs> that's a that's special a, kind of unconscious. That's a special kind of drunk. Uh, so anyway, uh, the, uh, homecoming kid, he gets to, cause I don't remember any names of this whole fucking thing. So don't even come at me with that shit. Like I even uh, bothered last week. It's fine. I'm proud yeah, of yeah. you. I'm proud of you. You're thank, doing fine. Thank you. Thank you. You're doing good. Uh, yeah, this is weird. Uh, stop with all that shit. All right. So anyway, um, the guy, homecoming kid, he meets this mob and it's kind of creepy. It's it's a little creepy. Did you uh, they, did you get the sensation they, that they were hinting at an incestuous relationship yeah, between him and yeah, his mom? Yeah, when they first met, when they first yeah. started talking, yeah. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. right? Yeah. And it probably doesn't help that the mob doesn't look all that much older than the kid. So Right, it was a little weird. Yeah, it was a little weird. It was a little weird. Um, so then the doc comes in with his uh, a different doctor, not the uh, the weird doctor, we'll call him, uh, probably the mad doctor. He comes in with his assistant stating that uh, one of his patients has gone missing, and when and the mother had uh, brought uh, some, she was like, oh, that's bad. He's like, nah, don't worry about it. Enjoy your time with your, your kid. You know, we don't care. Um, the guy is trying to, or homecoming kid's trying to get his mom to leave the uh, island, but she's real noncommittal about it. And then his childhood crush shows up, somebody he grew up with on that island, and they flirt a little bit. Um, and then we go back to the drunk dad, and that's our next clip. You're Sheila, huh? Oh, great. I wrote to you several times, but when I didn't hear from you, I got in touch with the American consul on the mainland, and he I got your letters. I guess you know why I didn't answer. Dad, there's just so many things I don't understand. Yeah, I'll bet. I think your father could use some soup, Sheila. Who are you? My name's Foster, Bill Foster. He came over with me on the boat. What brings you here, Bill? You're not some kind of salesman, are you? No, no, I'm a doctor, sort of. 
He worked for that public health department in the mainland? No, it's another government office. Uh, you probably haven't heard of it. You staying for long? I really don't know, Mr. Willard. It depends on a lot of things. You might be able to help me if you want to. Yeah, it's a great thought. You wouldn't happen to have a drink in the house, would you? As a matter of fact, I would. Bill, you can't. I'm sure if your father wants a drink badly enough, you'll manage to find one around here someplace. I don't really know him well enough to try and save him for his own sake. No, I guess you don't. And I guess I'm stupid for believing you are going to try to help me. Oh, he's trying to help all right. Only he's had more experience handling winos. He's a shrewd judge of character, too. I hate him already. I'm going back to bed now. So Dad's a real winner. <laughs> Was it like looking in the mirror watching his actions? Goddamn, dude. No, I'm not that bad. Kinda. Uh, anyway... <laughs> So we they cut to the mad doctor. He's with his assistant, and they're hunting uh, the green guy, but they're not finding him, and the green guy's kind of watching them go about. Uh, then we see uh, the lady. Uh, she gets uh, scared uh, by the green guy, the lady whose dad's a drunk. She sees the green guy, and she gets, like, really scared by him, and, you know, everyone checks on her because they're still in the hut, and they go, then they all go looking. Well, the next day comes, and that's our next clip. Did you get a good night's sleep? Yeah. What's all this? Oh, just some of my gear. Yeah. You said you were some kind of doctor. I'm a pathologist. <laughs> that figures. We don't even have a public health officer here. Hey, Chief! We got us a five-toton Paul witch doctor with us. How about that, huh? Mr. Willard, last night I was talking about, uh, well, you're helping, maybe, if you wanted to. Yeah, well, uh... I've got to go out. Dad, you haven't even had breakfast yet. I fixed you up all kinds. I'm not hungry. Look, uh, Sheila, it's kind of late in the day for... Remembering old obligations? I've got to go. I'll see you around, I guess. That's some hardcore parenting right there. I don't know why anybody's mad at this guy. He seems like a great dad. <laughs> See, it was like looking in the mirror, just like I told you. Yeah, you're a real son of a bitch. I'll have you know. I'm, I'm not like that at all. I'm a much better person. <laughs> okay, we can move on. As in, I don't bother my son at all. So, <laughs> Ow. They would never even find me on any island. <laughs> okay, dark. <laughs> Yeah, I know, man. It's kind of messed up. So anyway, uh, now starts a lot more action sequence. Uh, the lady actually follows her dad as he goes out into the, the jungle area. Well, then dad gets creepy and spies on a young lady who decides to bathe in one of the the areas there. Uh, one of the, I don't know, springs. Yeah, and making uh, us feel creepy for wanting to watch her bathe, yeah. too. So that, I mean, that can't be a thank you movie because that was just too creepy. Well, she's there bathing of her own accord and us yeah. watching it is okay. It's creepy that he's watching it. All right. All right. But I feel like we got the camera angle of him watching. So I don't know. That's a gray area. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's okay to feel okay about it, though. Yeah, yeah, you know, all right. As long as, uh, as long as you understand that it's him watching her is the creepy part. Us watching it is okay because it's in the movie for our pleasure. There you go. Well, the drunk's daughter is then attacked by one of the green guys. Uh, well, the hunt, a hunter coming back from a hunt sees that and tries to help her, but the green uh, kills him and, like, really just tears him apart. It's pretty gruesome. Rips them both uh, up really fast. Yeah, yeah. Well, not the, no, 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 not the drunk dad's lady. 
that she gets away thanks to this guy sacrificing himself pretty much. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, as everyone's trying to help, uh, a group, including the dad, uh, the dad runs into the group looking for her. They go looking and they find the dead guy and the lady, and that's the end of our opening 20 minutes. So the muck monster guys that we've seen are minimal amount of makeup, and they're pretty much just green hulked up. <laughs> and that's yes, it. pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Which is okay. I mean, you just have to get used to that. Uh, the gore is a little better in this because when they do show you gore, you actually see guts and shit. Like there's actual yeah, they, guts. They did some, I mean, it, it, I mean, don't get me wrong. We're not at like dawn or day of the dead level live, like live action people getting torn apart the way they did it. But for the time and what they had, yeah, you, you see the guy get attacked and then it's all kind of in cut frames. And then before you know it, you just see really a massive amount of body parts. It's really well done for the time. Yeah, you don't really actually see the body parts being severed. You just see yeah. them after the fact, which is perfectly fine for 1968. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like I said, it's, you know, things had to come a long way for us to get the kind of gore we can have today. And this is the start of it. And it's really good. I would say that the start of it is the film that we're going to be covering that did, in fact, happen before both of these films that we've covered so far. And okay. it does give you a little bit more gruen and gore than what these, these films did still as well. We'll be cool. covering that soon. <laughs> All right. Awesome. But yeah, so far in the first 20 minutes, I'm locked in. I'm locked in in this movie. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. I I'm, um, I'm interested. Yeah. I'm I'm like, all right, let's go. I mean, like up until the monster started chasing the lady at the beginning that was naked, I was enjoying the fact that she was naked like right away. I thought that yeah. was great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that was nice too. Yeah, you're like, wow, they're they're pushing everything out here, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, it just it hits the ground running and it just doesn't fucking let up the entire time. Uh when it does let up, it's just basically making you feel sad for a drunk old fool for most of the time that it's not doing gore. I don't feel sad. That guy's living the life. He's on a beach. Looking like he's having a good time. Get fucked with a horse. <laughs> that was an accident, That's... but awesome. <laughs> that was an awesome accident. That's for sure. <laughs> we can move on. I'm going to go. All right. And all right. Uh, so uh, the second 20 minutes, we start with a dinner, and that is our next clip. Horse. It was very kind of you to come, despite of what happened to you today. No, I wanted to come tonight, especially after what happened. But. Then maybe it wasn't such a good idea after all. Oh, yes, Miss Willard. I understand you ran into some kind of monster today. Oh, no, Doc. You got it all wrong. She imagined the whole thing, including the man who got slaughtered. Dad, please. Please don't be offended, Mr. Willard. I'm not questioning your daughter's veracity. I'm just... curious. From your description of the creature who chased you through the woods and killed that poor hunter, it could very well have been a man. But uh, a very rare kind of man, if I may say so. What's your own impression, Doctor? Me? I wasn't there. Speculating on matters of this kind is really quite fruitless. Not even over something so deadly, so close to home. No. Not even that. The doctor is not afraid of death. Death is on his payroll. You see how devoted we are to each other in this house. You're quite right, senora. 
You're boring our guests, dears. I propose a change of scene. Do you hear the drums? Yes. I was just about to ask someone about it. The islanders are having a ceremony to drive away the evil spirits. It's not very far from here. Sounds interesting. I'm sure you'd find it so. Please don't let me detain you. I myself have to retire. All right. So we come to a ceremony. Um, a lot of the the uh, villagers there doing the ceremony. They, they they're all kind of getting down um, and uh, doing some weird shit with each other, like making out on the ground and everything. Simulated sexual acts. That it's some sort of yeah. spiritual thing that goes on with the dance, where they're simulating the sexual acts to ward off evil spirits. It's basically just sleaze fest for drive-in fare. Is all it is, and it's fine. It's yeah. totally fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. We're all fine. Yeah, it's just a bunch of dry humping. There's nothing wrong with that. No, no, dry hump. I mean, it's all consensual you know, dry humping too. Yeah, everyone's in there, and then one of the women screams. I think that's just part of the ceremony, and then all the men it was run supposed up to be a and, simulated climax, I believe. I see. Uh, and then all the men run up, and there's some goats and pigs tied up onto a stage or an altar, and they uh they they kill those things. Um, Nothing simulated about that. No, they they were really killing those things, right? Not in the film for real here, but yeah. like the the people were. Oh, all right, that's too bad. Um, <laughs> but I bet there was delicious dinner after that. I'm just telling. you. I would hope somebody um, would eat an animal that they slaughter. Yes. Yeah, I mean, listen, just don't waste it. You know, throw that thing in a smoker, and there you go. You got some good food. Um, then uh, later on, uh, they all kind of leave, and everyone's kind of like, mm, that was weird. But we just witnessed ritual sacrifice. We find that <laughs> yeah, odd. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Um, back at the cabin, Dad's passed out drunk, and... Uh, the doctor dude's trying to get someone on the radio, but he can't really contact the mainland. And we see uh, a green guy is outside the cabin, and he stumbles and falls over a trash can, and they all go out and check on him. Well, uh, the next day, they have him tied to a bed, and the weird doctor shows up. And this is going to be our next and first super mega long clip. That is the patient, I take it. I'm flattered, Doctor, that you should think of calling me in for a consultation. Matter of fact, Dr. Lorca, I haven't treated a patient uh, since I was an intern. I've been too involved in research. Uh, 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 he seems to be afraid of you. He remembers me. I once uh, cauterized the wound he had suffered. Razak? You have no objection if I gave him a sedative. Right now? Aren't you going to examine him first? Oh, I know what ails him. The symptoms are rather apparent. Chlorophyll poisoning. Chlorophyll? The sedative acts very fast. You think chlorophyll accounts for the pigmentation? That's a little unusual, isn't it? Yes, doctor. My paper mentions several instances of this kind. The sedative's working now. He'll have to stay here for a while. Sure. When he comes to, just uh, give him some hot soup. And uh, no green vegetables, of course. I'll be back tomorrow. 
You're looking very well today, Mr. Willard. Yeah, I uh, kicked the vegetable habit. Now, I can't understand why you choose to remain on this island, Mother. Perhaps to be near him. Or perhaps simply because I've lost the courage to begin again somewhere else. But your life isn't over yet. You're far from too old to begin again. You've got a home, a family, and then friends who are missing you on the mainland. I don't know what friendship is like anymore. Or love. Or joy. They're like some old dolls discovered in some musty attic. Rotting travesties of innocence, long strangled by life. Oh, Mother, it needn't be like that. No. 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 It must not happen to you, my son. You're a man now. But life hasn't marked you yet. Mother, what's wrong? What's happening here? Nothing. Death. Only death. On this island, we've struggled desperately. And have found our own separate ways to... Nothing. What a scare you gave me. But then, you are a kind of ghost yourself, aren't you? What sensitivity. Well, would you like me better if I had none? On the other hand, perhaps it is better that you have feelings. Better for me, for you? For me. Maybe not so good for you. Which means that you think you're very strong and invulnerable and can do me great harm if it pleases you. Don't try to charm me, little Carlos. It only confuses me. I'm much more satisfactory with a man if I do not think about him. You also brag like a man. I hear what you say, but also I see where your eyes are. You would, of course. You know these things, but it changes nothing. This is not very graceful, is it? As to that, Doctor, you could probably use some lessons in etiquette yourself. I don't doubt that. I'm afraid living alone turns a man into a bore all too quickly. You must forgive me, as well as Marla. She has done nothing to offend me. Not from want of trying, I can assure you. Or should I say, I warn you. I am not your ward, doctor. I'm not even one of your patients. Your father was. And everybody knows how. Tenderly. Dear Dr. Locke, I've cared for him. You give me too much credit, dear Marla. You must also consider that his beloved wife was constantly at his side. 
at least towards the end, when he could no longer roam the forests that he loved so well. We must have a talk about your father's last days here on the island. Soon. I'm sure there's much you would like to know about. So am I, Doctor. Excuse me. You enjoy taking great risks, don't you? Especially with other people's lives. How well we understand each other. Better than you think, Doctor. Tell me, was she worth killing her husband for? You mean sexually? Yes. I don't know, really. If I ever killed anyone in cold blood, I'd probably do it for profit. I'm sure that disgusts you. After all, you became a whore for love. Yes. I was 14 when he took me. No man has ever been more to me. No man. Not before. Not since. Don Ramon has been dead for seven years. You are quite mad. Then you should be very careful, doctor. Both of you. Mad people can be quite unpredictable. No one is predictable. Not wholly. Be happy in your work, murderer, until your own time comes. You poor deluded fool. If I had a sentiment to spare, I'd pity you. Okay, Jesus. <laughs> all right, we all aged in that one. Um, yeah, good work, man. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. I feel like I'm transcending. Uh, so, okay, and by the way, that's the uh, that's the end of that 20 minutes, because I clipped most of it. <laughs> good work. Way to make it much Thank easier you. on yourself for the show. I, I really felt it was better for me. It might be worse for the show, but it's better for me. <laughs> Uh, there is some uncomfortable conversation about how the lady was taken when she was like 15 to be somebody's wife, but this was like uh, the, 14. Yeah. 14. This is like the locals talking. So like, I don't know what's okay in their culture, but it seems really that's, un- that's, not okay. I mean, me. that's, I, that's, I, you know what? I just don't care. That's not okay. Cause 14 yeah. not, yeah, not an age that it's not okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Jesus, man. Yeah. Just when the movie was getting into some paces that you thought would be relatively okay and, you know, comfortable it throws this kind of stuff on you uh, yeah i kind of would have liked to seen the guy get on the ship and attack that they talked about at the beginning there's a lot of things like this where we're told things that took place in the past that would have really helped progress the story and we're not shown them and i kind of yeah. feel like we should have been shown some of those things you that would have been nice yeah but <laughs> you know what, what i mean what, why are we complaining so much yeah, yeah, it's fine it, it i mean it still gets the story out there it's just it's trying to add a little bit more depth and i don't think we really needed to know about the guy with the green blood that attacked the ship we could have just seen the guy with it with the green blood do the attack and then yeah they could try and figure out what's going on from there and that's all the story we really need that's true you know until but we then find i would have had that clip that's fa- that's fine but anyway <laughs> it's just you know the the way that they are telling the story is very much like what was going on in the last movie but in the last movie the thing that it did really well is like the banana plants just start attacking and then they explain what it is later they find yeah. the creepy land shell crab you know mutant thing and they sort yep. of explain what was happening later this yeah. movie kind of explains it to you and then shows you with, yeah, with some of the attacks. It, it's really letting you know what where you're at. So <laughs> I, I respect that from the movie. <laughs> right. I'm just saying, like, I think they're just trying to push the story forward just a little too much. Where I don't really think we need it. Once we know that these creatures exist.
exist and that they're on the island. We don't really need to be explained so in-depthly. But it's like they're trying to do like a mystery investigation, but like everybody's just offering all the information that they need, so there's nothing to be ever placed together. I mean, I'm, I'm telling you right now, if you're trying to be a detective, this is the easiest way to do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Basically. And again, it's not it's not a full-fledged complaint. The movie's still fun. There's still just basically every couple of minutes, just when I'm starting to feel the runtime of the film, they pop some tits out. Or yeah, right. Or, or there's some or gore. A gore scene. Right. Yeah. Right. They're doing that right. So like these are minuscule minor complaints. Because as I said, I definitely enjoyed this movie a hell of a lot more than I did last week's movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. 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 Same. 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 <laughs> we can move on. I'm good. All right. Cool. The next twenty starts. Uh, a couple uh villagers, a, a man and woman. Uh, they meet up in the jungle, and uh, you know they're. They're gonna get set and um they're gonna get set, looks like to go to Bone Town. Uh we see Green Man shows up and he dismembers both of them pretty hardcore. So This is the th- biggest problem I have with the movie. The Green Men start cock blocking and it's not cool. Yeah, it's not cool, Green Men. What are you doing that for? I mean, you know, think of others. Not, not a good not look for yourself. you, Green Men. Not cool at all. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the, uh, doctor guy, good doctor, he tries to radio, but it, it, when he's trying to use the radio, it seems to bother the green man. Uh, he starts to really flip out and he doesn't know what to do. And it's like, it's causing him pain, the radio. Uh, the next day, everyone's checking out the crime scene of the two villagers who were just slaughtered. And that is our next clip. What would you say this substance was, doctor? Green blood, doctor? There's no question about it. It's blood, all right. Curse. They offended the evil one. Oh, come on, Chief. You don't believe that crap yourself. I believe as my father did. And his father. Well, this didn't come from the girl that was killed, or the guy that was with her, either. Then, it's the blood of the evil one. It has come back, as we all feared he would. Gamo has become a servant of the evil one. The blood of the evil one runs through his body. What? It is plain to see. That is why Dr. Lorca cannot awaken him from this spell. Only the evil one. All right, only the evil one can. So, later on, uh, uh, the lady who's kind of like, you know, was uh, really going back and forth uh, with the... Uh, uh, with the mad doctor um, and she was really going back and forth. She was the one who was apparently taken at 14. Uh, well, she comes into homecoming kids room and she strips down and they decide to go to bone town. Uh, we see the, uh, oh, thank the you mad- movie. I mean, yeah, that's a thank you movie. Yep. Uh, there's no, no, nothing's, nothing's going wrong there. Um, the mad doctor, he's climbing about mountains, searching for things. Uh, then after Bone Town, uh, that lady, she does the dip on the homecoming kid. Uh, she's like, I'm out of here. He's like, are you leaving? He goes, yeah, I'm done. You're done. We're done. See ya. And uh, <laughs> that leaves him confused. Yeah, she um, she just jumps out of there like once yeah, she's done She with got him. what she needed. She got out. You know what? That's a power move. And I respect it. I respect <laughs> it. She made him feel so cheap and used and he seemed like he <laughs> liked it. Yeah, I, I don't know if he liked it. He seemed pretty bothered by it, but I, did, I wouldn't have minded it. You know what? Good for her. That's a power move. there's no there's no need there's no need you know if she doesn't want to have to hang out and talk to this guy she shouldn't have to just saying uh 
Later on, that uh, same kid, the homecoming kid, stares at his dad's tombstone, and he sees the date of death, and he something goes wrong in his mind. He goes through some papers, and he finds a letter written by his father with a date well after that. And he takes it to the young doctor in our next clip. That letter was written by my father. I have no doubt of it, Dr. Foster. And it's dated three months after your father died, or was supposed to have died. That's what I can't understand. Do you ever ask your mother about it? No. I, uh, I thought of it. Can't. Carlos, do you, uh... Well, do you suspect your father didn't die the way he was supposed to? That's a terrible idea, Mr. Willard. Why can't you ask your mother about the letter, then? They're gone. They're not in the house. I thought you said there was no other way out. There isn't. An hour ago, I saw Dr. Locker go into his clinic with Razak. They're not there now. I don't see how they got out. What do we do now? We can't go stumbling to the jungle to look for them at this time of night. No. Is your mother asleep? I think so. Why? Carlos, would you have any objection to opening your father's grave? What are you trying to say, Doctor? I don't know anything for sure, but if he is in there, then we can rule out the possibility that he's still alive. Alive? But why would anybody have some tools in the storeroom? Well, he turns around real fast on digging his head up. Yeah, yeah, right. He's like, all right, well, let's go ahead and do it, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if we're going to prove that he's not alive anymore, the best way to do that is to dig up his corpse. Yeah, right. Let's let's go ahead and get it done. Um... (laughs) So uh, they go and they dig out the grave. It's it's an above ground gra- grave. Uh, so uh, they have to dig through some cement and they find a snake. A snake's in there and it tries to attack them. So it takes a while for them to get the snake corralled. All during this, we see a green man enters into the house. Um, that one lady who just boned a homecoming kid, she comes out and she tries to stop him from digging out the grave. Uh, when they open up the casket, it is empty, however. And she says that he must live and runs away from them. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. She takes off really because she just wants to get away from that guy she just boned. Yeah, she's like, oh God, he's going to want to talk. Oh, gross. (laughs) Uh, anyway, Green Guy goes into the mom's bedroom of Homecoming Kid and really tears her apart and killing her. It is, it's pretty nasty. Yeah, this is one of the more brutal deaths, and this is where they spent a lot of the money for uh, yeah. the tear apart effects. Um, I, yeah. I think they were kind of figuring out how to do it as they went, because as each death was happening, you get more like an arm being ripped off with gore and stuff like that. And I think they just basically figured it out for this one, and that's why this sequence is a little bit more severe. It's not like they're punishing this person or anything like that it just it just feels like they learned as they went with each sequence yeah right um well anyway uh the homecoming kid comes in sees what's happening freaks out starts to fight the green guy after a back and forth green guy knocks him out and before he can go kill him he's he's knocked out next to a picture of himself as a child and the green guy looks at that and then runs away and he's like ah shit and that's the end of that 20 minutes before we go into the final 30 okay everybody knows what's going on here we know who this green man is right everybody yeah it's it's his dad it's his dad everybody gets it right yeah 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 everyone 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 who'd get it who's gonna get it Good. Good. Yeah. All right. So I still kind of don't think that we needed a lot of the backstory that they were trying to flesh this out with to like keep all the story going and going and going. 
because yeah. it does make our young detective seem like, well, what's the even point of him being around? Because everybody's just giving him everything he needs. Yeah, right. <laughs> Everyone's, I mean, like, is he really figuring anything out? Yeah, I would say that he probably isn't, but it's 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 fine. It's not a big it's deal. It's fine. Yeah. Everyone, everyone's fine. <laughs> the, once again, I was starting to feel a little bit bored and you heard me lamenting about it. And then they give us yep. pretty much the most severe attack of the movie right here to keep us going. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty much the most hardcore attack. Yeah. Yeah. Right at the 60 minute mark. This is about as brutal as it's going to get. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. And it makes sense because, you know, the last half of the film is going to have to be some resolution. So inevitably, you're going to probably have some muck monsters chasing people or some like angry villagers chasing muck monsters. You know, you, yeah, you just something's happening. Right. So either a muck monster is chasing or going to be chased here at the last back half of this film. You know, the back yeah, third exactly. of the film or the last 30 minutes or whatever. Like, you know, that's going to happen. So you just mm-hmm. kind of have to really revel in the gore that you're getting here and knowing that you might not get any more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, the, the gore might be done. So just enjoy what you just got. Right. Uh, the story is unfolding rather nicely. I mean, everybody pretty much knows that the doctor that's been here the whole time looking like Jim Jones, that he's sus as fuck. You know, there's yeah. no question about that. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, we, there's there's really no surprises, right? Like everybody knows where the no, no, there's no, you're just watching this to enjoy the gore and, and, and some nudity. That's what you're watching this. For. Right. You're watching a movie called Mad Doctor of Blood Island. You know, there's a mad doctor yeah. already. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> and so, it's, you know, there's a mad doctor and you know, it's probably going to be the guy who looks like Jim Jordan. Yeah. Jim Jones. Right. Yeah. Totally. Jim Jones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you look like Jim Jordan, you wouldn't be mad or a doctor. He'd just be an asshole. Yeah. Well, that too. An incompetent asshole. <laughs> we can move on. All right. End of the final 30. Here we go. All right. So the yeah, mad doctor stooge sneaks into the cabin where they're keeping the green guy tied uh, and uh, kills a guard and then kills the green guy by beheading him. Uh, after he sneaks out, the lady comes in and finds him and screams. The next day, the dad and the young doctor, they're walking back into the village and the chief and guards uh, come in and accuse them of the murders in the cabin last night and says they have to take him to face the council. As they're walking back to the council, the young guy actually escapes and he's able to get away. The dad tries to as well, but he gets tracked down. As the uh, young doctor's hiding, uh, the young lady uh, who boned the homecoming kid, she uh, takes him into a uh, cave, and that leads to our next and long clip. Please help me find him. Well, there's no real evidence that Don Ramon is still alive. You knew it even before tonight. That's why you opened this cave. If I'm right, Marla, he's, he's not the man you knew. He's not even a man anymore. He listened to me. Believe me, he will, in spite of all they've done to him. We could take him to the mainland, to a good hospital where he could be cured. If Lorca couldn't do it, I doubt that anybody can. Lorca tried to destroy him. It was her doing. She was mad with jealousy. Will you help me? If you'll trust me to do what I think's best. You want to destroy him, too? No, Marla, you don't understand. I've just got to get Lorca to tell me. Marla? Did you see the man who killed her? It was a monster. A beast. Walks like a man. It was a man, all right. Or someone that 
once was a man. Your father. You're insane. Perhaps. After all these years, it wouldn't surprise me. You were only a boy of ten or eleven when your father brought you here. He was dying of leukemia. He didn't have a chance in a million until he found me. I was doing research on the medical uses of chlorophyll. On this island, I found a rare plant. It yielded a peculiar strain of chlorophyll capable of being absorbed into the composition of the human blood with uh, remarkable effects. One of these effects was the ability to insulate red blood corpuscles against the corrosion of leukemia. At least for a while. It was a terrifying gamble, but his only chance. He took that chance. I was ambitious. Perhaps recklessly so. But he gave me an opportunity. An opportunity I could not resist. Come with me. Zach, see if you can reactivate the oscillator. I built this lab and clinic here in the basement. At first, your father responded to the treatment very well. He regained his health quickly, and for a time, even went beyond that. He seemed to be regaining his youth, not only in terms of uh, appearance, but physical vitality as well. Even his emotional attitudes underwent a remarkable change. He fell in love with a maiden from the village, Marla. But that did not last long. He began to show alarming side effects. Strange eruptions of the skin, nausea, bits of melancholy, violence. His complexion took on a distinct green color. In less than a year, he was certifiably insane. This was when your mother and I decided to declare him dead. We sent you off to the mainland to live among her relatives. And I moved my clinic. Wow. There you go. <laughs> everything so, you told us everything to know. We, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it kind of told us everything we already knew, but uh, hey, at least we got confirmation. <laughs> this is what we in the business like to call a confession. Yes. Yes. A, a pretty standard one as well. That, that will hold up in any court. <laughs> right. Uh, like he should have only been telling the story upon making a deal with uh, whatever yeah. prosecutor for a lesser sentence. Exactly. Um. Well, uh, after this, that lady uh, who was into the dad, uh, Marla, she meets with, she finds the green guy 
Uh, and she says that she knew she'd find him here and says that he needs to finish this and they still have work to do and to get up and the creature gets up and then goes and so she kind of has some control over him. I mean, um, she's a lady. Yeah, a lady. Uh, so the young doctor, he, uh, breaks free of, uh, he, or the young doctor finds where the young lady's being held, uh, and he breaks her out. Uh, apparently he's like super judo chop man now. And, uh, they get, I, I they, love the overestimation of the power of the judo chop in this movie. I know judo chop. The guy's like dead. Uh, later on, uh, they're sitting around a fire, he and the young lady, and she's really worried about her dad. And he's like, don't worry about it. And then they bone because you know, why worry about your dad? He never worried about you, obviously. Well, and also that sex scene was hot. For 1968, this was pretty risque. Yeah, that I mean, that was, I was like, Jesus, what are we watching over here? It almost looked like they uh, actually went for it, and then the movie cut away, and then, like, they could, they just, like, left the actors be, because there's a sequence where, like, he's, like, caressing her breast in such a way as to not block her nipple from our view. Yeah. And then, like, his mouth starts going for it, and then they hard cut away from it, and it just felt like, <laughs> wait, what? What what did we just miss there? Yeah, yeah right. What, what was going on? Because <laughs> um, they don't cut until his mouth gets to the point where it's almost the next of getting over that. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, later uh, on, they find the secret lab through a cave entrance, and he sends the lady to go to get help from the chief. He finds homecoming kid uh, jailed, and as he's trying to get him out, the evil doctor shows up, and that's our final clip. Perhaps it's just as well that you've stumbled into this doctor. If only to understand the extent of my dedication to science. And these people that you've caged and mutilated, I suppose that uh, they're proof of this, huh? They are helping me to continue my experiments. They are helping me to save the most distinguished and important patient. And more, they're contributing to the advent of a new era in internal medicine and geriatrics. You're just killing him, like you killed that poor native at Government House last night. <laughs> My dear Dr. Foster, you talk like a lovesick shop girl. We all rot away in the end, but not all of us for a purpose. All of those lives that you think have been wasted in the cause of this experiment actually have brought us closer to that lifelong dream of longevity, eternal youth, Doctor. I will not give up the work of a lifetime, simply because you think I'm mad. Much as I regret what I must do, you and Carlos would be missed if I detained you. <laughs> now he's going into that like uh i'm going to control the world with my race of atomic supermen kind of crazy speech there yeah right well the young doc then goes in for a fight with first the um the henchman uh and he's able to beat him up then he's able to beat up the doctor um uh, he frees all the people who are stuck in this lab, and the lab is starting to catch fire. Did you see how the uh, lab started catching fire, or did just all of a sudden it was catching fire? 
It was all of a sudden just catching fire. Dude. Yeah, same same thing. I was like, what the fuck? I rewound it a couple times trying to see where like somebody lit it or whatever. It's just all of a sudden it's on fire for no reason. Exactly. It is just on fire for no reason. I accept that then. It just caught on Me fire. Too. Yeah. I'll accept this. This is fine. Um <laughs> This is fine. Yeah, We're this fine. is fine. It's fine. It's just a fire. Yeah, it's, it's fine. fine. It's all fine. So uh after all this, uh the lady uh who uh, was with the homecoming kid and now with Green Dad, she goes and tries to stop the evil doctor. He beats her, and then Green Man shows up, and he starts killing the doctor as the lab blows up, uh, but the good doctor and everyone else got out. The lady actually uh, encouraged him to do it, though. She ordered yes. him to kill the doctor. ordered him to kill him. Yeah, yeah. so you got to finish this. And yep. cheered him on. Yep. Uh, after all this, uh, everyone's going home on the boat, and as they go away from the island, we see a green-blooded hand in one of the emergency rafts, and roll credits. Like I said earlier, I definitely enjoyed this film a lot more. I had minor squabbles about the overplotting of the story, but really they had yeah. very little money clearly. And yeah. if you didn't have ladies running around naked or any like bathing in a beautiful waterfall like pool, you know, waterfall fed pool or something like that completely naked or being ripped apart by monsters, you didn't really have much of anything in this movie. And I appreciate yeah. them at least attempting to give us a story, but they really spoon feed in a lot of fucking story that I don't think we need. But it doesn't well, hey, it was it was a drive-in filth. Yeah, it, it doesn't it doesn't take away Away from my enjoyment of the film, um, I, I would rather they do that than pad it out with them just like walking through a jungle or whatever, yeah. like the last movie did. You know, but yeah, you know, it's fine. It it ends up being actually rather entertaining. The action sequences, the fights, and everything are for 1968 pretty fun. Although it, it is pretty obvious they're putting a lot of faith in the judo chop. They're putting a lot of faith in the judo chop. Yeah, a lot of faith. A lot of guys are like, wow, that judo chop must be the best. All on-screen sexual contact is at least consensual. Um, yes. For the most part, all of the nudity is relatively okay to enjoy unless they're being chased by a monster. But even yeah. then, I mean, if you're enjoying it just because they're running around naked, I can't really like get angry at you for it because you- Yeah, would, you can't, can't fault it. Yeah. <laughs> like if I would hope that if you were actually there and someone was running naked from a monster, you would help them. Yeah, right. I mean, come on. You'd be like, hey, what, what's happened? Right. Are you, everyone all right? <laughs> yeah, I hope your mind doesn't first go to, hey, look at that naked girl run like it does in a movie. Yeah. It should be more Ooh. it should be more like, holy fuck, that's a monster. I need to save yeah. that person. I better save that person. <laughs> right. Better help him. Right. <laughs> but yeah, it's a it was a fun like hour 30-ish minutes. It was a little shorter than the last movie. It was like like a what 127, I think, at max or something like that. Somewhere around something there. Like that. An yeah. hour and 27 minutes, something like that. Uh, yep. it goes pretty like I said, it goes really well. And it's there's not a lot of story to really like dig in to talk about. I mean, it's obvious what's happening the entire time. This film pretty much gets remade as Dr. Butcher MD in a couple of years with zombies. Nice. <laughs> I mean, it's like the same storyline as Dr. Butcher yeah, MD. Yeah, it really is. Much. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, at least we could enjoy the nudity this week, everybody, right? Like, that's my we big could. takeaway. And you know what? The gore was pretty good, too. Yeah. And it comes at the right paces. Like, you know, like we talked about earlier, whenever the story starts to dip a little bit or you're losing interest, there's either tits or blood. So they know yeah. what they're doing for driving fair here, and they did it well. Yes, they did. 
Good job. <laughs> Why don't we do a news story and fucking close this show out? Are you fucking sure about a news story? God damn, man. <laughs> There's some cute ones in the group. Have a look at the stuff that's pinned. Oh, You'll find something. Fucking, you're the worst. All right. <laughs> we're going to take a little break here. We're going to play the band The Craig with the song I Must Be Mad. And when we come back, Matt's going to do a story whether he fucking likes it or not. Oh, Jesus. It's so violent. So that is the Craig with I Must Be Mad. Yeah, because I'm, I'm mad. <laughs> Are you mad because I'm forcing you to do a news story even though you don't want to? Yes. <laughs> well, suck it up anyway, Buttercup, and give them some Psyop news. No, we're on pet names already. Jesus. All right. <laughs> this one's from. Oh, that would be uh, Blue from the group. Thank you very much. And Blue. I, I, yeah, I don't I don't think want us to play this clip. He must have an incredibly long penis. Right? I don't think so. No, no probably. I don't think so. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, though. I, you know, I don't know that well. So, you know, I don't know what they're, you know, what they want to hear. <laughs> uh, India, uh, BBC News, India police say rats ate. 200 kilograms of seized cannabis. Oh, you're doing this to punish me. Yes. Everyone will be coming on my face. Uh huh. Police in India have blamed rats for destroying nearly 200 kilograms or 440 pounds for Americans of cannabis seized from peddlers and kept in police stations. Rats are tiny animals and they have no fear of the police. It's difficult to protect the drug from them, a court in Uttar Pradesh state has said. All I was prepared for was over the pants mouth stuff. Yeah, the court has asked the police to produce the stash as evidence in cases of drug peddling. The judge cited three cases in which marijuana was destroyed by rodents. Judge Sanjay Kohodri said in uh, in an order that when the court asked the police to produce the seized drugs as evidence, it was told that 195 kilograms of cannabis had been destroyed by rats. In uh, another case, in involving 386 kilograms of the drug, the police filed a report saying some of the cannabis was eaten up by the rats. Uh, you ever think rats are... Another word for like cops who wanted to get high. Yeah, from cops using the, getting high on their own fucking evidence. Yeah, yeah. Stockpile yeah. all my guns because cops don't help you. To hell with the police. Well, it could. I, I think what they end up doing is they uh, destroy the after the after all of the trials go through, they destroy the uh, narcotics, and by destroying the yeah. narcotics, they have campouts where they burn it on fires and then just breathe in the stuff that comes off the campfire to get high. That's got to be nice. <laughs> <laughs> to hell with the police. Yeah, right, judge. 
uh, Sandri said uh, some of 700 kilograms of marijuana seized by police was lying in police stations in Mathura district, and all of it was under danger of infestation by rats. He said the police had no expertise to deal with the matter as the rats were too small. The only way to protect the seized goods from such fearless mice, he added, was to auction the drugs to research labs and medicine firms with the proceeds going to the government. Can I just state that I do not have trained rats to do this kind of work for me? Uh, You have to say that? Yeah, I just need to. How many of your lawyers told you to say that? (laughs) Actually, they're looking at me a little weird that I had to state it like that. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Yeah, You probably should have waited for them to tell you something. Why are they still in the studio right now? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not allowed to answer that question. We need to move on. Are they just sitting there staring at you while you do the show? I'm not supposed to answer that question either. One of them's really shaking his head at me. Jesus Christ. I mean, you need to maybe have less lawyers. <laughs> I need to stop committing crimes. Well, you're wait, never going to do that. Wait, wait. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have not committed any crimes. You've definitely committed a crime. We know it. <laughs> we, we know we it. need to move on now. All right. Um... MP Singh, a senior police official with the, in the Martura district, told reporters that some of the marijuana stored in police stations under his vicinity had been damaged due to heavy rains and not destroyed by rats. In 2018, eight Argentinian police officers were fired after they blamed mice for the disappearance of half a ton of cannabis from a police warehouse. But experts disputed the claim, saying that the animals were unlikely to confuse the drug for food, and if a large group of mice had eaten it, a lot of corpses would have been found in the warehouse. A study published in 2019 found that when laboratory rats were given cannabis-laced dough, they tended to become less active and their body temperature was also lowered. In 2017, uh, police in the eastern state of Bihar had blamed rats for consuming thousands of liters of confiscated alcohol, a year after the state banned the sale and consumption of alcohol. In 2018, technicians who arrived to fix a malfunctioning cash machine in the state of Assam found that currency notes worth more than 1.2 million rupees, or 14 thousand six hundred ninety one dollars had been shredded and the suspected culprits were rats so rats are getting a bum rap around here i just feel like this is definitely code for look it just had to disappear for our own purposes yeah we needed to do stuff okay so to hell with the police i'm gonna stockpile yeah. all my guns because cops don't help you all cops exactly are dummies <laughs> yeah why wouldn't i mean yeah all of that's true <laughs> Uh, and what's definitely always true. All I was prepared for was over the pants mouth stuff. That really was. That's the only thing I ever am prepared for. Not in shape, but I don't know how to perform an abortion. That's also true. I'll never survive the apocalypse. <laughs> You know what? Fuck it. Let's just end the show, right? It's just yeah, it's wow, we're done. Yeah, we got over an hour. Yeah, I mean, it's going to trim down to significantly less than that, but that doesn't matter. I'll just make the it's music a Thanksgiving episode. All right. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely Turkey Day hungover on a Friday recording yeah. this, so we yeah we can be done. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got shit to do this afternoon. Let's go. All right, gonna play the Ending Legion promo, and right after that, we're going to have the cramps because, of course, I'm gonna play the cramps on this show with the Mad Daddy. Right after this. If you enjoyed this show, then make sure you check out the other great shows on the Legion Podcast Network, like Cinema PsyOps, Cinema Beef, Devour the Podcasts, Duncan and Bo Come Correct, Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, Friday the 13th, Get Slayed, The Hell Ming Power Hour, Hello, This is the Doom Show, Hero Hero Ghost Show, Kill the Cast, Underwater Kaiju from Outer Space, Jerry Hates Action, Legion After Dark, Mental Health, 
obsessive cinema discourse pick six movies the podcast by the cemetery the podcast on haunted hill the psycho semantic podcast rick radio house of wax dude looks like the 80s rabbit and red radio the shade cast short bus cinema two drink minimum commentaries the vd clinic who will survive horror podcast and which versus the doomsday clock with such a widespread of shows there is guaranteed to be a niche for you to fall in love with horror politics movies books sex music commentaries health video games kaiju action news comedy and opinions that would most likely get you killed in some parts of the world we are proud to bring you some of the best podcasting in the world check us out at www.legionpodcast.com itunes spotify stitcher youtube and any other dark corner of the internet where podcasts can be found which is always a court pleaser in this show. Yes, you're into the cramps. <laughs> well, the band, not the actual experience of having them. You're into getting cramps. <laughs> That's nice for you. <laughs> oh, my goodness, no. The last time I had cramps was when I got food poisoning a couple of weeks ago, and that was not fun. Yeah, that, that wouldn't be... Food poisoning is never a, never a good time. Yeah, cramps are usually not a good time unless it's the band. Yeah, that's uh, that's a fact. If you'd like to find the previous 380 instances where I may or may not have played the cramps, that's all available for you. Legionpodcast.com forward slash cinema dash psyops dash podcast. Yeah, because <laughs> fuck it. That's where we always because we always talk about getting cramps. No, I'm talking about the band, the cramps, because I like the cramps. Oh, we even use them. You do for- love those cramps. <laughs> Yes, those are the cramps that I love. Those are the cramps why, that you're why are into. We, why are we doing this bit? Why? I don't, I don't know. What do you want from me? I'm just trying to help. <laughs> well, one of the places you can definitely help is by joining the Legion Discord chat. If you're wondering how you can actually get that done, there's a link in the show notes of the show you are currently listening to that will take you directly to that, and you can sign up and or just join if you're already a member of Discord. Yeah. <laughs> I was having some in-depth. And, and, and then you won't get cramps. We would hope. Uh, <laughs> I was having some in-depth, very nerdy discussions of the Flash CW TV series, which is kind of the only oh. one of the Arrowverse left that I really still enjoy. And yeah. even that, I'm kind of like almost hate watching at this point. But I had some great discussions about it over there in the Legion Discord chat. Wow, really? <laughs> Jeez, you just don't even care, do you, about the poor Flash and Arrowverse shit? <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not as miserably hating it as much as I did The Walking Dead. Like after the second season of The Walking Dead, I was done. <laughs> I hated it. Really? Yeah. I hate watched. You're already, I hate watched. It was all the way down there. Yeah, huh? the second season. I hate watched all of the third season with my wife, and then never came back. Yeah, I never. It was 
shortly after Negan. I never, I never could go back. I couldn't get into it. I almost came back for Negan and then realized how badly they botched it and gave up. But if you'd like to find something that would make you happier than hear me bag on that fucking show, check out our cinema underscore psyops Instagram beam drops where I'm not well, doing it when I'm days off. It's over now, so you don't have to you don't have to hate it anymore. <laughs> yeah, but it still existed for way too long. <laughs> it, it did like twelve years. Holy yeah. shit! Thrice daily, those memes are dropped at cinema underscore psyops. Even though we're talking about anything but what's going on, we're trying to close out yeah, the yeah. show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know who wants to know any of that shit. <laughs> anyway, Facebook group Cinema Psyops also where the memes are shared. My main feed of uh, Facebook Court Psyops. And if you want to get this fucking Steam code, you can email me. You can message me through Instagram or Facebook, or you can try on the Legion Discord chat with a direct message, or even just post it into the fucking Legion Discord chat. Court, I want the fucking Steam code. But somebody, please fucking claim this fucking thing. I feel bad for yeah. all of you. There's no strings attached. No just take it. Jesus. Cinemasciopscourt at gmail.com. For you. All I need you to say is that you want the fucking Steam code. You don't even have to say it like I asked you to say it anymore. Just somebody yeah, right? fucking claim this thing already. Come on, hurry well, up. Well, while you're out there not wanting our fucking free Steam codes, kick the fuck out of this weekend. Make it your pick. Can you hear me? Yep. All right. Start rolling on your side. I'm downloading the clips right now. Cool, cool. Recording. One, two, three. Come on, clips. Yeah. <laughs> I was. This is uh, cutting into my nap time that I had scheduled for the day. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> yeah, I was like, hey, we'll be done recording at noon. We can take a nap, and then we'll go out to the movies. You know? But anyway. No, I totally yeah, fucking set my alarm wrong. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. All right. Clips are opening. They're fully downloaded. You said 10 because I'm seeing 10. Yes, 10. You're like, I'm not going to be outdone by court from last week. Never. I got a seven minute one in there. <laughs> well, I cut mine down. Some of them were well over 12 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> we're listening back to the episode, like, you know, just doing like the. Uh, yeah. The quality check that I do, you know, um, listening to the pirate radio this week, I'm laughing at myself. I'm like, man, this is a lot of clips, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm ready to roll if you are. Yeah, let's do it. All right, here we go. You're missing the part where you get to joke about why are they still in studio with me? <laughs>
out there not wanting our fucking free Steam codes, kick the fuck out of this weekend. Make it your bitch. Right? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Why won't, right. won't they take it? I don't know. People don't want free shit nowadays. I think there's always a catch. <laughs> All right. I'm done recording because I have to go take a leak real bad.